Hey friend, welcome back to the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. I'm Mike McCurry, your host, and I'm so very thankful for the opportunity that I have to talk to you today. And I'm thankful that you're listening. I've often said it, but if I was sitting here talking to a microphone and a camera and these broadcasts would go out over the airwaves on 110 or so radio stations nationwide and internationally, and no one tuned their dial at the appropriate time to the appropriate frequency and heard my voice, well, then this broadcast, this program would be something of a waste of time. If no one tuned in, maybe even after the fact, and listened on their favorite podcast platform and searched Bible Tract Echoes or Bible Tracks Incorporated and listened on Apple or Spotify or what have you, well, then this broadcast might be considered a waste of time. If no one tuned in on YouTube and watched the video version, then you could make the case that what I'm doing right now is a waste of time. But... I'm so very thankful that I get to hear from not just a few, not just a couple, not just dozens, but I've heard from hundreds of you about this very program and how much of a blessing it's been to you. Let me say, number one, thank you for listening. And for those of you that have reached out and said, you know, I do listen and it's a blessing to me. Thank you. Thank you. You can reach out to me. If you'd like to talk to me today, I would be happy to text you back. If you have a question, maybe even a comment, need some clarity, or you have a critique, feel free to reach out to me. You can text me, as always, morning, noon, or night. I can't guarantee that I'll respond within a couple of hours, especially if I'm sleeping. But you can text me right now at this phone number. It's 309-316. 7240. Let me give that to you one more time. 309 316 7240. We've been talking this week about being like Jesus. We've been asking the question, how can we be like Jesus? And we've already answered the beginning of that question. We can be like Jesus by being a missionary. And I don't just mean that you're going to pack up all your belongings, you're going to sell your house, and you're going to move your family to the furthest reaches of a foreign land. I'm telling you that you and I can be a missionary precisely where God has us today. Think about it. We are truly ambassadors of a foreign nation. We are ambassadors of heaven. We have the opportunity to, our home, our church is really an embassy of heaven. We, we should, I should say, carry heaven's flag on our heart. We should be all about telling people about the grandeur of heaven, about how they should want to go to heaven, about how we are going to heaven. I ask you, when was the last time you shared your testimony? When was the last time you told someone, here's how I came to know the Lord? Hey, what was the last time you did anything approaching being a missionary? anything with any similarities to being a missionary. There's an old story about four people in the work of God, four people in a particular church. Their names were everybody, somebody, anybody, and nobody. This church, this particular church, had some financial responsibilities. They wanted to give to missions work. They wanted to see people go around the world and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And everybody was asked to help. And everybody was sure that somebody would do it. Anybody 
could have done it. But you know who did it? Nobody. It ended up that everybody blamed somebody when nobody did what anybody could have done. You said, <laughs> that sounds a little amusing. Well, I'm not done. Then the church needed some maintenance done. There was some work that needed to be done. Uh, some things were, some siding needed to be taken care of, and somebody was asked to help. But somebody got angry about that because anybody could have done it just as well. And after all, it was really everybody's job. So in the end, the work was given to nobody. And nobody did a great job, of course. I'm speaking a little tongue-in-cheek, a lot tongue-in-cheek right now. On and on this went. Whenever work needed to be done, whenever a special offering was promoted and there was a missionary coming through, nobody could always be counted on. Nobody visited the sick. Nobody gave liberally. Nobody shared his faith. In short, nobody was the most faithful member of that particular church. You say, all right, Micah, I get the hint. You're using what we call a little sarcasm, aren't you? My daughter, Emmy, is just now learning about sarcasm, Emmy and Lucy, and somehow they've got it in their head that it's pronounced starcasm with a T, S-T, starcasm. And they are not big fans of starcasm because they'll ask foolish questions every once in a while. And I'll answer with just a little pithy, sarcastic response. Of course, it's easy pickings. They're five and four years old, okay? I'm not setting myself up as some comedic genius. But I'm teaching them a little bit about it, about starcasm, as you, if you will. And they don't like starcasm. And maybe today you don't like my starcasm. You're thinking, Brother Micah, get to the point. Well, we have the responsibility to be missionaries. We've already read this week, I won't for the sake of time, but Luke chapter 2 verses 40 through 52, we hear about a child named Jesus who grew wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. We should want to be like Jesus, wouldn't you agree? We should want our children to be like Jesus, wouldn't you agree? And if we should want to be like Jesus, then we should want to be missionaries. Because missionaries, a missionary is what Jesus was. I ask you, do you want to be like Jesus? If you don't, then it could be that you don't truly care about a lost and dying world. I ask you, where are missionaries going to come from? There are numerous cults. There are numerous false religions. People that don't abide by what this book, the good old Bible, God's holy word says. And their heresy are leading people to a devil's hell day after day, week after week, month after month, and year after year. So I ask, if not our homes, if not our place, if not the person that we see in the mirror or the children that we have dinner with each night, where are missionaries going to come from? If you can give me a good answer, you can feel free to text me and let me know where they're going to come from, but I don't see it. I don't see where they're going to come from except for people of the book, people like you and people like me, children like yours and children like mine. We are the ones, the Bible tells us, that have been given the Great Commission. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. Well, friend, that is not just given to everybody, not just given to somebody, not just given to anybody. It's given to every single Christian. I ask you, friend, are we missionaries? Maybe we don't reach out. Maybe we are not missionaries. Maybe we don't want to be like Jesus because you don't think important what God thinks important. 
Again, for the sake of time, we won't read it, but you know in Matthew chapter number 9, towards the end of the chapter, pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest. What? That he would send forth laborers into his harvest. I ask you, when was the last time you truly prayed that prayer and asked God? You realize how deep and dark in sin the world is. When was the last time you prayed that prayer? But when was the last time you prayed and asked God if maybe, just maybe, he'd call you? Or maybe, just maybe, he'd call your son or daughter? I wonder, do we truly care about a lost and dying world? Do we think important what God thinks important? Or do we have different priorities? Maybe it could be that you don't think being a missionary is a prominent enough occupation. Maybe you don't think it pays well enough for you yourself to partake in it. And maybe you'd never lead your children down that pathway because you'd rather them be a doctor or a lawyer. And you're right. A missionary, that work is not an occupation. It's a high calling. It's the highest calling. Romans 10 verse 15, how beautiful are the feet of them that are Doctors. I have friends that are doctors. But you know what? I know doctors that are also missionaries at the same time. I'm not downing or denigrating or putting, putting any sort of, of doubt on your chosen occupation, what God has led you to. But can I tell you, beyond your occupation, I don't care if you're a lawyer, if you're a doctor, if, you're, if you fill in the blank. You can also be a missionary. So I ask you, are you? But I must also ask, have you ever considered that God would call you to full-time ministry? Has that thought ever percolated in your brain? There is no higher calling possible than that of being a missionary, and I don't mean just on the foreign field. You can be a missionary where you live. You're a school teacher? Great. Be a missionary to those children. Maybe you have a similar but opposite problem for your kids, for you. Maybe you have a low bar for yourself a low standard. Maybe you have a low bar for your children. Bringing your children up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, like Ephesians 6 and verse 4 tells us, doesn't mean that you should be so happy if they don't end up in jail. Can I tell you, friend, that's a very low bar to get over. No, if we are desiring to bring our children up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, in what this book tells us, train up a child in the way he should go, if that is our calling, if that is our desire, we should want the best for our children, not just physically, not just mentally, but also spiritually. Maybe if you are currently not raising your children to be missionaries, maybe if you've never considered it for yourself, it could be, and this one I actually have the most sympathy for. Maybe it's because you're fearful. And I do realize that this idea of confronting other people with their need of the gospel, and of course realize you don't have to jump right in, smacking people around and telling them you're going to hell. That's absolutely not the way I'd approach it at any point in your Christian life. But you, you know you can start being a missionary just by giving gospel tracts out. I've got in my back pocket right now, I've got my tract wallet. And inside, I've got some gospel tracks. And you know what? While I was driving to where I am right now, talking to you, I'm actually in New York, preaching at a missions conference and uh, having a wonderful time with some good people. But while I was driving, every stop I had, 
I didn't get a chance to get, go through the entire gospel, but every stop I had, I gave a gospel tract out to the cashier at multiple gas stations. I reached around the island there. I was pumping gas on my side and on the other side. I'd say, hey, would you mind reading a gospel tract? I didn't get every single person. I, I didn't walk around the entire gas station past them. I probably should have, but I did not, to my shame. But can I tell you, friend, fear, oh my, think about it. Great peace have they which love thy law, nothing shall offend them. Perfect love casteth out all fear. I wonder if we don't understand how much God loves us, and therefore we don't understand how much God loves them. And that's why we are not witnessing being missionaries as we should. Friend, join us tomorrow. We're going to continue in this thought. We're going to talk about how to be missionaries, how to be more like Jesus. Thank you for listening. Have a great day for His glory. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois, 604 a faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.